Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection. I'm Marisa Jones, and I'm welcome with my co-host, Neil Haley. Today, we have a really fascinating guest in the world of finance. Uh, Kelly Monkey has served as the CFO and Assistant Executive Director of Finance for USA Hockey, as well as Assistant Treasurer of the USA Hockey Foundation since January of 2019, and has more than 20 years of experience in finance, business, leadership, and healthcare. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you, Marissa and Neil. Thrilled to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. It's great to have you here. Um, so let's talk about your journey in finance. Um, what You've been a CFO in several corporations and, and for a long time. What drove you to the financial uh, world and um, you know what keeps you interested and captivated about it? Well, it's an interesting question. I, um, in terms of my uh, degree, I've always been interested in finance and economics and business. And so I have a, I majored in economics in college. So I've always been interested in that. But when you go to a liberal arts college, a lot of times you're really kind of finding your way in terms of what do you want to do? And, and, you know, what are you going to enjoy doing? Where can you make an impact? And, and, where do you want to be eventually? So things play out interestingly. I've done a lot of different things and had an opportunity to do a number of different things, primarily in finance, but also early in my career in sales and business development. So that's kind of a unique, uh, a unique um, uh, combination, if you will, which actually has served me quite well. One of the things that really helped me to determine what I wanted to do is I had a colleague ask me, he said, well, what do you really enjoy doing? If you really consider your day to day, if you could scope out your day and plan your day, what do you really enjoy doing? And I found that to be really integral and in my development and in my journey in my career. And I really do enjoy the finance aspect, looking at the strategic direction of businesses and finance and how that fits in and how you can really help propel a company forward to meet the strategic goals and direction of the organization. That's fantastic. That, that process, once you figure it out, makes life easier, right? Once you're figuring out the process and the system is put it together. You got it. That's more than half the battle. <laughs> yes, and there's a lot of processes in, in finance for sure. Um, so so what, what most people in my career know me as is I um, have led multi-million dollar financial system implementations. That's my background. And so I understand the world of finance and it can be grueling. I mean, it is monthly cycles, learning new um, uh, SEC policies and, and financial, you know, external stakeholder requirements and so forth. And it can be really challenging because as soon as you think you get a break, next month comes up, the next cycle comes up, the next quarter comes up and you're starting all over again. Um, what do you do to maintain balance um, within the chaos of that type of organization? Well, it's uh, interesting. I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off what you just said about how quickly things change. And some people see finance as, well, you know, math is the same as it was when I was in first grade and it just really never changes. But 
with the SEC guidelines and now ESG becoming extremely important in terms of what finance professionals are focused on and the reporting, it's just constantly evolving and finance is becoming more and more involved in different facets of the business. In terms of trying to keep balanced, I wouldn't say I do a great job of keeping balanced. Um, I love what I do. And so I spend a lot of time and resources focused on that. And I think that is key really to finding out what you like to do during your day. And it enables you to really enjoy what you're doing and spend a lot of time and energy on it. I think um, that piece of really finding what you want to do can be important because depending upon where you want to go and how you want to prioritize things, uh, you really have to spend an inordinate amount of time on the, on the key areas, the key levers that are going to drive you forward in your career. And that's what I found to be helpful. But in terms of balancing, um, I don't do it extremely well. Uh, I do like to play hockey still a little bit. And so that is certainly a lot of fun. And I think the other piece that's really important that I've found even progressing more in my career is having good uh, support and connections and relationships. And oftentimes it can be a little bit of a solid, solitary role in, uh, you know, as a CFO or a CEO. And a lot of times you don't necessarily get the support that you did when you were a VP or when you were a manager or a director. And so I find having that support system of like-minded people. So for example, you probably experienced this, you and Neil, is you have other CEOs that you collaborate with and that you can bounce ideas off of and um, sometimes commiserate with. I think that piece is incredibly important to have a really good support system outside of your career and outside of your day-to-day that really helps balance things um, in your personal and professional life. I mean, getting the balance those ideas off of people regarding your professional or personal life is important to have people to communicate. And that's how, how what helps your mental health is being able to, you know, explain what happened during de- your day, having those conversations about home life or work. And so that's the challenge is finding the right people to surround yourself with. Exactly. Couldn't be more important. That's, that's exactly right. So as leaders, we tend to take on the brunt of all of the extra chaos, right? We're okay with sacrificing our personal health sometimes or mental health sometimes. As a leader, how do you encourage your teams uh, within the chaos, how do you encourage them to make sure that they have uh, some type of balance or support in their life? Mm. I think two things. One is anytime you're in a leadership position, everybody's watching. They're watching to see how you handle stress. They're watching to see if you're in a good mood, a bad mood, if you're level-headed, if you're even keeled. They're looking to really see how leaders in the organization carry themselves, how they respond to things, how they, um, how they're proactive about different things. So I think that piece is really uh, magnified as a leader because people are looking more so at leaders to see, you know, uh, get a feel for what's really going on or, you know, trying to read into things. So I think that piece is really important is to how you manage yourself because you're not just a leader in the organization, but you're leading the way too, in terms of how people are, looking at you and how you're behaving and acting. Um, The other thing that's very similar to that is you need to be able to do things that are good for your own mental health. One of the big ones is vacation. And it gives permission in in a esoteric way to everybody else in the organization if you take your vacation. 
if you're not working every night till 10, 11 o'clock, if you're not the first one in the office, all of those things are probably important at a, at a point in your career, but it's important too that you lead the way with balance and taking time off and supporting mental health and supporting things like that. When you see your teammates that might be really struggling, how do you help support them? Um, one of the things that really attracted me to this interview is the mental health component because so much of what we do, everything in life is impacted by your mental health. And so mental health, not just impacts the individual, but it impacts their families, even furthermore, the communities. And so it just is really far reaching, especially with COVID-19 and all of the challenges that people are having, you know, I'm on the board with our EAP and we're just seeing things, you know, with suicides and domestic violence and substance abuse and mental health, all of those comorbidities, you know, we're seeing a lot of that really on the rise, which is an integral integral time to really step back and say, okay, how do we support ourselves? How do we support our employees, our staff, our volunteers? How do we really work together to, to support each other in that? Because yes, there's a financial component to that, right? With mental health, people are out of work a lot more and it's very expensive, but more so, how do you support the people that you work with and it's very far reaching the mental health component of that. And that's the thing that gets people, especially with, as you talked about COVID working remote, sometimes family issues dealing with COVID or different types of dynamics, you have to really understand your employees and be able to really develop a personal relationship with them. Don't just treat them as they're to do a job. They have a personal life. They have they have happiness that they need to have at work. And you have to really understand that and be empathetic, right? Absolutely. And one other piece to add on to that is sometimes, unfortunately, I've worked with three people that have committed suicide, not here, but in the past. And sometimes it's so surprising. It's the happiest people that present themselves in that are so happy and on top of the world and everything is going great. And you have to also not only pay attention to the people that you can see might be struggling, but also the people that may seem like they have under everything under control. And um, sometimes it's really hard to read that. So yes, such an important time right now with people being remote. And sometimes you don't have that face-to-face interaction. And so it's more difficult to read that, but really to, to realize that people could be struggling, whether you see it or you don't, and to really be a little bit more empathetic to everyone. And that's a big reason why I, I, I'm doing what I'm doing now was because I was one of them. I was one of those individuals where, you know, in 2010, I hit my mental health rock bottom while my career was skyrocketing. And I was so ashamed to talk about it. And I was falling apart. And every night I was drinking. I had suicidal thoughts. I had severe PTSD. And I was going down downhill fast. And I was so ashamed. And I didn't want to talk about it. And so when I stu- when I published my memoir um, two years uh, in, in 2019, um, it was amazing how many people came forward with, with similar stories. And, and they were like, you know, I'm an alcoholic. Nobody here at work knows about it. And th- but they were telling me, right? They were telling me all these things that were happening behind closed doors. And, you know, I still get that people read my book and they call me up and say, I need to talk to you. No one knows what's going on. And um, we harbor that. And it's really hard because, you know, reaching out to get someone to admit that they need help, especially in the professional 
uh, environment, it's really hard because I was always concerned, I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my kids, I'm going to lose everything, right? Um, because I was being vulnerable. And so what advice would you give for your employees as to how to become vulnerable and ask for help without fear of losing their jobs? Mm. Well, first, let me say, I'm sorry that you went through that. That's, um, you never want anybody to go through that. That's a very challenging time. And the fact that you can turn that into an opportunity to be vulnerable and to help other people is really uh, uh, important in, in what we're doing. And, and, and I say we're doing, but you know, in terms of anything we're doing to help it, help it take the shame away and enable people to be able to talk about it and take the stigma away is really important. So that's a big step. Um, I think that creating a culture that of a more open culture and non-judgmental culture and leading the way by being able to be vulnerable with your team, with your employees, with your, um, with your co your counterparts, with your boss, I think it has to really start from the top and creating a culture of vulnerability and trust because you can't really have vulnerability without the trust piece. And so really creating that environment, I think, is extremely important. And it starts with one person. And, um, you know, once that one person takes the lead, it creates an environment that is it's, it's safer and takes away some of the shame to be able to support people that are struggling with things like the advice that that um, women such as yourself coming on the show is so valuable and getting your time. I just really appreciate um, you being on the show, Kelly. Um, what advice would you give to other women who are trying to achieve su success as a CFO or CEO such as yourself? One of the things that I would recommend is it's important to know what you want. And sometimes you get what you want and it doesn't turn out to make you feel the way you thought it would make you feel. And so I think getting back to that piece about what really brings you joy and um, in your day-to-day -day career, what brings you joy and what brings you um, energy to your life, I think is really important. And then prioritizing those things while at the same time having the balance and maintaining great social relationships and uh, things that keep you balanced outside of work as well. I would say those are probably three pieces that are pretty important. Great advice. Thank you so much. Um, Neil, do you have anything else before we wrap no, it up? Not at all. No, uh, we're ready. That was great information. Wow. A lot of good, good stuff on mental health and especially business. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you both very much. It's been my pleasure and um, I appreciate the invitation and anything I can do to help, uh, I'd be happy to. Fantastic. Thank you. This has been a, a great interview. Um, thanks for joining the show. And I just want to add one more thing before we close it up. Finance data is fun. <laughs> it really is. It's fun. So just wrap it up you. to that. Finance data is fun. <laughs> thank, thank you, everyone. Have a, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.